On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we're going into the extra biblical book of Jasher. This one's fun because we're going to be focusing over the next couple episodes on the epic struggle between King Nimrod of Sumeria and Abram, who you might better know as Abraham. So sit back and enjoy. Brandon, here hey. we are. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good. Hopefully we did that right. Yeah. Whatever we just did, you'll never know. It's a secret. <laughs> no, we're working on some something. Brandon's... Anyway. Yeah, we're just trying to be better. Yeah. Yeah, trying to get this down. We have a pretty decent system. We haven't had too many mess-ups. Yeah. So, uh, today we are going... Back to the beginning, not the beginning, but we actually last couple, two weeks ago, we went downstairs and I asked Tanya, which ones, yeah. what was it? What was the question? You were like, what was, which ones of, what, what of our, um, which podcast podcast like? episodes have you enjoyed the most or whatever? Or she, and she likes the stories. Yeah. Like the ones where we go over. Enoch, you know, or Noah, or uh, or Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, which, were, which is Cain where we started. We yeah. started on Adam and Eve. We almost, yeah. So, so I was like, okay, sweet, because I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Yeah, me too. And this is the, I, I'm actually grateful that we did it because I got brought back to our early Gnostic deluge roots a little bit. Yeah, like getting back into the, you know, Abraham, just take, just basically taken right off from Noah, almost. Yep. Yeah, it's actually well, that's where we're going to start. So we're today we are going to the book of Jasher. Yeah, hopefully uh, we have uh, different books, but they're the same. There's yeah, only, as far as I know, there's oh, only we'll change the video so we can see if we, there's only one book of Jasher, as far as I know. Uh, there's there's uh, three different ones. Is there? Yeah, she's marked as. I marked as uh, Brandon. Um, you haven't done your research on this. Yeah, but there's okay so. Um, basically there's, there's three different Jashers. Okay. Um, one is like, was published in the 1700s and it's pretty much a forge. You know, they say it's a forgery. It's yep. actually, I, I, it's hard to find it. I was looking Your for it on off. PDF. Oh yeah. My phone is off. Dang it. Well, Mark that's good. His phone off. But, um, I found a copy, you know, and, uh, it's more of a kind of a, uh, oh, what were those people called? A deist kind of, okay. Worth the rational, okay. Kind of a gospel, or you know the the creation and stuff. I guess. Anyway, it's 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 so that one's like everybody's like that. You know, that's not an old book. It's just some kind of rewriting. And then and then uh, there's uh, another one that has nothing to do with kind of the Jasher, you know, like the, it was just, well, okay. First off Jasher, um, in Hebrew means upright. Okay. That's the, yeah. So it's not, it, it wasn't necessarily whenever they say, um, the book of Jasher, they're not saying the book of this person, you know, mm-hmm. 
So it's not like the Book of Daniel or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's the uh, upright book. Yeah. Or the, you know. There's a few books that are actually like that, and we call a name to it. Yeah. And, but actually, uh, in the Bible, there's, there's some references to it. Hopefully, I can find it. And that's why this book is a common one to be like, hey, I found the book of Jasher. Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's one of the old tricks, too, that we've talked about a couple times is that they would write a book. Like the Paul, the epistles of Paul. Let's just yeah. There's there's a bunch of them, and there's a big dispute, and it's pretty recognized that all of those weren't written by Paul. Like half of them weren't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to throw in like any kind of like th- that's yeah. There, I mean, scholarship or whatever says, you know, that even even the, you know, the the books of the the Bible were written after, and they. Mm-hmm. They would attribute it to correct, you know. And to be fair, just for just to like to be an apologist a little bit here for Paul, half of those books, and this is one thing I can talk about. I wrote paper on this. You did? Oh yeah. But half of, half of the books of Paul are at recognized are recognized to be written by someone they refer to as the pastor, and who is perhaps a student, one of Paul's students. Yeah, but didn't well, okay. see things the same way. Hey, let's 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 even go outside of the Bible. All of Socrates' writings oh, sure. were written by Plato. Plato, yeah. yeah. So Socrates didn't write anything. The Buddha didn't write. You know, the Buddha didn't write anything. Jesus didn't write anything. Yeah, yeah. That's that's true. So that's okay. So you know, it's not. It's not. It's not meant to be like a. No, like, correct. Oh, there's ooh, no. We got you. you there's know? no criticism at all. Yeah, it's just the way things are. But okay, so uh, in Joshua uh, ten thirteen, it says, "And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies." And it says, "Is not this written in the book of Jasher?" Hmm. And so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down about a whole day. So they're ta- they're re- making reference to. The, this book the of book Jasher of, or, or the book, book of, of the, the upright, upright one. Like, hey, there's more about this, you know, in, in this, uh, written in this book. So, of of Jasher. Let's see what there's. Yeah. So, right. and then also right. it makes another reference in Second Samuel. Um, so, this is referenced a couple times in the Bible. And there's a couple lost books of the Bible. Actually, I had, I used to have a whole list. That they make reference to, that you you know that we aren't found in our current Bible. Like where are these? And that's what people would do. They'd be, um, so in oh Second Samuel one eighteen, it says, and he bade them teach the children of Judah to u- the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. So, anyway, those are the the two references. Um, in the in our our Bible about the Book of Jasher, and so you know it makes sense that people would be like, "Oh, this is a perfect opportunity." Yeah. But guess what? I found that Book of Jasher. So you can't just you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's not it's kind of by... like it's not adding to because it's referenced in the Bible. Yeah, it's not written by Bob. Yeah. I wonder if they. Oh no, no, we're recording. I was like. Because this one has such a good concordance and and thing on that. Yeah. I wonder if I wrote. What are you looking for? 
Well, I was going to look for the books referenced uh, here for the Bible. Oh, is this ones that? Oh, okay. Brandon's Brandon's got the uh, the introduction on the copy so some of the lost books of the you know the books of the Bible that you know if if ever you wanted to write your own Bible you mm-hmm. might these are these are some ideas for the titles of <laughs> the books of the wars of the Lord which is referenced in Numbers twenty one fourteen. The books of the Acts of Solomon, which is referenced in First Kings eleven forty one. The books of Samuel the Seer, which Ooh. I bet you would be good. Yeah, first, I mean that would be a, that could be a very mystical one. Sure, we're all like, hmm, like First Chronicles twenty nine twenty nine. The book of Nathan the prophet, which could be anything you want. Yeah, First Chronicles again, and Second Chronicles. That one's referenced twice. The okay, I'll just the book of Gad the Seer, the prophecy of ah, Ahijah. Interesting. The visions of Edo the seer. Ooh, that sounds cool. These are all in Chronicles, uh, Second Chronicles now. The book of Shem Shemaiah. Hmm. The book of Jehu. The sayings of the seers. That one could be. That would be a fun one. And then here's some from the the uh, New Testament. An early epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, pretend, predating our current First Corinthians. So he probably said. I wrote this is the second yeah. time I'm coming to you, yeah, you know, exactly. or whatever. I'm I wrote you before, and it's like when exactly we don't have we don't have one. it, yeah. And possibly an early epistle to the Ephesians, which is Ephesians three three, if you want to look it up. Um, an epistle to the members of the church at Lacedonia, which is Colossians four sixteen, and prophecies of Enoch, ooh Jude one fourteen, and that's we've we talked about that, and that's where. I mean, whenever we talk about Enoch, we talked about how it's referenced to, I mean, there's the yeah. reference in the Old Testament to Enoch, but then there's a reference and, uh, yeah, in Jude, where they actually quote from the book of Enoch. Yeah, like that one verse, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, but th- this one, this book of Jasher is was tr- published in Hebrew in Venice in 1625. Okay. okay, so it's old. It is old. Yeah, and it's believed to come from like the Midrash, and they they date it somewhere between nine hundred and A.D. or B.C.E. or wait, A.D. what C.E. C.E. Okay, we grew up in the eighties. Yeah, nineties. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so between nine hundred C.E. and you know our current nine hundred of our current year. The year of our Lord. <laughs> no, I'm just, but common error. It, yeah. So, it, and, but it's believed that, you know, it comes from the Midrash. And actually, if you read, um, well, I listened to it and read it, but the, uh, Ginsburg, not Ruth Bader, but, but Ginsburg's, uh, how was it? Legends of the Jews. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it basically follows exactly. Yeah, there's there's a little bit. On, I have that one on my queue and audio auto audio box. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. good. It's it's basically it's the same thing as this. There's some a few. So Ginsburg is a a Jewish scholar in the early 1900s that puts it you know together and it follows pretty pretty commonly or pretty along the lines of the Book of Jasher. Cool. So, um. And then it was, but this was translated to English and a publisher in New York in 1840. Yes. So, 
Um, so there you go. There's the the book of Jasher. There's other two other books of Jasher. One has nothing to do with anything. You know, you're just it's just the book of you know it has more to do with living an upright life as you know nothing you know historical things Correct. no stories and then the other one is is pretty much agreed to be some kind of forgery so that's why whenever uh, i was worried because i was like wait is this the right jasher you know is this the bad yeah. one and it but it's not well cool so i also had that worry but yeah i'm like oh no this is one that's pretty accepted i mean like even amongst jewish people yeah, I mean, not you know, as tradition at yeah. least, not as scripture. Yeah, and it reads a lot like, um, some it reads a lot like the scripture, like the spiritual scriptural texts that we're familiar with, mm-hmm. and it actually has kind of like a a ring of um, the Adam and Eve stuff that we were recently. Yeah, this is this is fun too because, like, like I say that. You obviously the Bible doesn't have it all in it, you know. It's a condensed version where they tell the things that they think are important, but yeah, you know, like, but they never address like for Adam and Eve what happened after they left the garden. They don't really talk about them much after that, you know. So I imagine you know living in that, but this one particularly for Abraham, what happened, you know, before he him and his father went over to Canaan. They don't really yep. elaborate yep. on that. Yep. Well, do you want to, did you want to have a, a drink? Yeah, let me see what we got today. I mean, we got a, f- a few things, but actually I don't think I've had one. I don't know if you're interested, but the LaCroix. Key so last lime. time, last time we had the, um, and I had never had the last one we had. It was oh, the limoncello. Limoncello. Yeah. Yeah. Key lime. That's right. So, I'm going to be sounding really ignorant here. What's the difference between key lime and lime? Is this where it comes from? It's those little limes. The okay. Little so key limes, like the oh, oh, no, more, the little tiny ones. I think it's a little, yeah, and it's uh, more, I don't know, you know? Well, I just fun. love a good key, key lime pie. Yeah, that's the, only thing, that's the only thing I know about. Yeah. Lime. I'm like, ooh. And they're, so they're really sour. So, I don't know. Better than I thought. I'll tell you that. I like that. Yeah. That, ooh. That is way yeah, that's better. Way good, better than That's I a good, like, it's a, it's ooh, a it's good way, lime. Way it's almost like, you know what? And, th- okay, so this is LaCroix Key Lime. Uh, I guess we should have said LaCroix Key Lime. Um, So it's no sugar or anything. And it's good. <laughs> it's almost like a, like a really, like an even better Sprite. Yeah. And it's know? innocent. Yeah, zero sodium equals innocence. Oh, zero sweet, zero calories, zero sweetener, zero sodium equals innocent. That's the equation for innocent. Makes sense, I guess. But it's a, this is really good. It's pretty good. It's actually better than I. I I haven't never been a huge fan of Lacroix, but I've only had before last time we did this. I have only had the Pamplemousse one. I think they're like set and in I liked, the game. I like. liked it more. I liked it. Yeah, that was but, the best one. That and was the best one ever. Told me everything else was just like, eh. yeah, it's pretty good. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome, Brandon. You're welcome. Well, so um, eventually, yeah. Fortunately, this is a, a reveal of one that's actually decent because the last couple times, you know, this morning I still had 
some of those other ones, the the ginger beer with mm. the whatever that flower was. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I still have those sitting around because they just weren't good. What what is that? That flower, the red. Yeah, uh, hibiscus. Hibiscus. Yeah, that's just not a good combination. I like hibiscus flavor. No, I things, like hibiscus, but not that one. That was. Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is already successful. This episode. Yes. We can end it now. We can end now and like, it is be finished. On top, be on top. As as somebody said once. It as is somebody said one time. In a garden. <laughs> it is finished. <laughs> okay. So um all right. Uh real quick I wanted to talk about where you know the context of what happened, because this is after the flood. Yeah, so we're actually starting in chapter five, right? Yeah. But actually I want to talk a little real quick. I don't know. Or maybe a, a we, real quick about the flood. Or not okay. about the flood, but can I mention one thing just for those listening here? The I think it's chapters two and three and four or three and four that have the Enoch story. Uh, it's it's um what was it? Is it two, th- two and three and four, or three and four? Anyways, um, yeah, chapter three, two and three. Okay, two and three. It's actually a pretty, pretty good story. Uh, yeah, it's Enoch. interesting because your Enoch, that Enoch story is a lot different from the Enoch story that we hear because mm-hmm. Enoch has a lot bigger role in. The people with the people. Yeah, he actually like becomes. He actually king. like is a king of kings. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's worth the read. So if you have time and you're gonna follow along with us, also get the for, get get the first few chapters before this, and you're gonna reference even four. Looks like a little bit. Well, yeah. I just want to talk about the reason for the flood according okay. to this, which is, um, so. Uh, in in chapter in the book of Jasher, chapter four, verse seventeen it says, "Every man made unto himself a god, and they robbed and plundered every man his neighbor as well as his relative, and they corrupted the earth, and the earth was filled with violence." So, um, actually, if you I don't know, yeah. I don't want to read like read the whole uh, chapter four, verse eighteen, or yeah, okay. And their judges and rulers went to the daughters of men, and took their wives by force from their husbands according to their choice. And the sons of men in those days took from the cattle of the earth the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air, and taught the mixture of animals of one species with with the other, and ordered therewith to provoke the Lord. And God saw the whole earth, and it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted its way upon earth, and all men and all animals. Okay, so the like the the world became like it wasn't it was like so corrupt that they had screwed up the animals. Yeah. Somehow, this this always this reminds me of the different ages that you hear about, like in Greek and you know mm-hmm. different ages of men, and they mm-hmm. keep killing, destroying them, and yeah. finally they get it right. Or if in the Babylonians, you know the Sumerians. I mean, yeah. Their their myths and yeah, that's right. But I see, I see so the, I see it's like similarity. the the mixture of animals with one species. So you might have had like a I don't even know. Not, we're not just talking about like donkeys or mules or whatever. Yeah, 
ligers. They they actually have those yeah, though because they're cat they're both in the cat family. It's possible. Yeah. But I'm saying they you know. But anyway, so the context they, is the context. To this is giving me the feel of that whatever they were doing was definitely unnatural. Yeah, yeah. It was there some kind of. I mean, you know, like just this science kind of mixing up, screwing up everything. Yeah. Like remember my my thing my thing about well that maybe they spliced the crocodile gene into oh, yeah, the, yeah. and made giants <laughs> anyway but they somehow it had, the things had gotten so screwed up the lord's like dude okay i need to just this we're done i'm gonna reboot reset so i i even wrote flood of uh, the the flood of the earth is a reboot, reboot. and so if i'm if i'm correct the the um the genesis in genesis the reasoning for the flood is merely just described as they were haters of their own blood, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So this is a, this is an ex, this yeah. is an expansion on that a little bit. It was just not. It wasn't just that they were violent. It wasn't just violence. Things were. You might have just had these like crazy, just crazy stuff going on. I don't know. But anyway, it's just interesting that this the 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 reason for it is a lot different. And actually, if you go to into we talked about uh when we talked about enoch and the dead sea scrolls remember they were taking animals and screwing them up too was it the dead screen or is it no nag hammadi it's the one that has the gosh dang it which one it was the nag hammadi probably no that, that was that was this that was enoch that was yeah. second enoch dang it right no 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 this one was found way later okay this one is is from the Nag Hammadi, the Secrets of Enoch. No, boy, there's so many Enochs. Dang it, Enoch and the Giants, basically. Oh, the, where, one. the one where there's the tablets. Anyway, so but they they make the same reference that this makes. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that that shows too. Dang it! I now I'm, I'm like I have, having all these thoughts, but is that that? Uh, oh wait, what is that? That might be it right there. On the, on the, the one at the very. Anyway, okay, no, 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 no. Let's just let's just keep talking. But I'm saying that 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 that's a more recent find of an old book that wouldn't have been known when this was written. You know, so it uh, not proves it, but is a second witness to that that at least being the believed reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I that's the first thing I thought when you said that. Like, hey. If it's in one, if it's in more than one place, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh wait, there might be a little. So it might have been a tradition that something happened with the, you know, with the earth that it just began. And they talk about the earth becoming corrupted, pollutions, pollutants, and mm -hmm. and they talk about that in the Bible. Yeah, um, and so that the earth was totally corrupt. Not not only the men were corrupt, but even down to the animals, they had screwed it up so much. Interesting. Who knows if, you know, if you think about like modern times, you know, and the way the earth's going and what, you know, men are doing with different things. If we're headed for another screwing up with DNA and all that, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. No, I, I, I crossed my mind. So, so I did cross anyway, my mind. So that, the, so then God sends a flood yeah. and, and, uh, there, okay. So on the boat, there was 
Noah and his three sons. Yeah, there was Noah. His so there was, but there was eight, right? So Noah, his wife, and then the, his three sons and their wives. Yeah. So there's Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives, and then Noah and his wife, and then all the animals. Two of every kind, apparently. Yeah. Hopefully, not the ones that got screwed up. Well, the, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is actually that would maybe that's part of the thing is that it, it the the ark was like a, a restore, yeah, a re, the restoration. So it's like we got to destroy it all, we'll get the pure one, the pure ones that we have. You know, what's funny is I think that's, that's more what the ark actually what ark actually means. Like, there's like I know there's a I know there's a seed, there's a, there's a few seed repositories on the earth where they store up seeds in case there's a reboot, really, yeah. And I think, uh, like, I dude, think we're gonna have good tomatoes. Yeah, like they have seeds of like plants, species of plants from all across the planet, and they have them in these repositories that are like up in the mountains and like, you know, like in these big vaults. So in case there's a well, reboot, course, but we're not gonna get them. Like the the high up government officials are gonna get them. In case of a reboot, we have give them. Give us the code. And I think they're referred to as an a one, at least one of them referred to as an arc. The arc. That was in, that was in one of those uh, movies too with that. The asteroids or something where they had those big arcs going oh, yeah. up in the mountain. Anyway, I don't remember which one that was, but um. Well, anyway, so I like so it's interesting theories. Like you, you know, I like I like that. I like I'm okay with that definition of why the flood would happen. You know, versus they just were well killing each other. It makes more sense to yeah, why they like, would have an, why they would bring all the animals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bring two. You know, two of the kind. It, it's more it, to me. Yeah, it's like okay, so we gotta don't bring we're just the ligers. We're just gonna burn it over and we're gonna start over again. Yeah, don't bring the ligers or the dragons or the di- or the. Yeah, why didn't you bring dragons, man? <laughs> don't bring the dinosaurs. Yeah. The half the half the trolls. Yeah, and definitely do not bring the giants. Yeah, they're not getting in. No, that's so, why the water was so high. Well, so um, the uh, so the flood happens, and oh, we're gonna talk about there. Um, there's the three descendants or the three kids, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now we're today we're going to be talking about Nimrod and Abraham. They're yeah. kind of a little rivalry they got going on. It's pretty much a out, outside of mentioning Abraham's father a few times. It's pretty much those are pretty much the two characters. Yeah, in this story. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so so from Ham was born Cush. Cush was the first born, born of Ham, mm-hmm. and then Nimrod was his was Cush's son. So it's only three so generations of a, Noah. He was just the great grandson. Um, yeah, because Cush would have been the grandson. Yeah. Now, from so that's in Ham's line of mm-hmm. kids. Nimrod is right up there, not not that far. Now Shem had Arparshad. Then, you know, this is the and then uh, Shelach. Eber, Peleg had, and then Peleg had Yen, Yen had Surig, 
Surig had Nahor, Nahor had Terah, and Terah had three sons, uh, Haran and Nahor. And then in his older age, in his 70s, he had Abraham. So it's 10 generations from Noah. So, I mean, I, I roughly that'd be, if, if it, everyone had a kid at 20 years old, that'd be 200 years. Real quick, not, I don't want to derail, so I'll get through this real quick. Have you noticed that every time the name Peleg is mentioned, there has to be like a thing about reference to like why what happened in his age yeah and this one's read the reference to this one because it's a little different from the the way it's worded is different Mm -hmm. because in the bible it talks about peleg and then it says and the earth was divided in his day right like the actual physical earth do you see where, or do you see it? Do you, I'm looking for a oh, Peleg in his uh, in verse 19 of of uh, chapter seven. Oh, that's why I was too early. Yeah, okay. So these are the generations of Shem. You just look for yeah. Um, Eber and Eber were born to children. The name of one was Peleg, and then it says, "For in his days the sons of men were divided, and in the latter days the earth was divided." Yeah. It's something that, I, mean, I wonder if his name actually means division. Mm-hmm. I bet you it does. Yeah, I should look that up. It always, Brandon, you should know that. Pay Lamed Gimel. But in the Bible, it makes reference to the earth being divided in his day. But um, anyway, whatever. They always do make reference to that. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting, though, that in this one it says, because, you know, as you always, you know, whenever you're a kid, you learn about that with the how the continents actually kind of fit together. Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the division. So, whatever that's called in the middle. Did you look it up? Yeah. Pei Lamed Gimel in Hebrew. Um, meaning, meaning is division, dividing ah, canal. There you go. So, we were right. Yeah, from the verb palag. That's one of the interesting things. To divide things. or split. When I was del- when I was uh, looking up uh, what Nimrod meant, is that they it's kind of like Indian, like American Indians. Uh, traditionally, they'd name their kid mm-hmm. something. Was uh, it the hunter? Well, but I'm saying like they something that happened. Okay, you know, or whatever. Like yeah, event. Like, happy bear or something you know like or whatever you know like dance with wolves which it probably wasn't a real name but they saw him dancing with wolves so they gave him that name in the movie <laughs> which is not indian lore but anyway but so they they the names would actually be uh according to something that was going on and uh um nimrod uh is actually a Semitic name, and mm-hmm. it's the noon. The, the noon is not part of the name. Yeah, so it's, it's Memresh Memresh Dalit, and the N in it is actually something to like, like a yeah. It's like a it's a part of it's a part of um like it means like to do or two or four. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
So it was from. So MRD in Hebrew or whatever means rebel, right? To rebel. Okay. And and in those days, the the children of men were rebelling, and that's Mm -hmm. and they actually say in here uh, um, that uh, Cush, the son of Ham, took a wife in those days in his old age, and she bare him a son, and they called his name Nimrod, saying. At that time, the sons of men again began to rebel and trespass against God. So they were, they named him. So, you know, the Cush seems like he might have been, and Ham might have been decent people. You know, they, because mm-hmm. they're, and they named him because they saw that the people were becoming wicked. They named him after that. Sure. This is interesting. It's like, really what cool. would not my name be? Like, Um, yeah. And, we, well, because I happened right when Nixon was uh, yeah quit. Anyway, the whole what is that Watergate yeah thing. Anyway, I don't know what they would call that, but so it's just interesting the way they name name kids. So they notice okay, and so they name their kids after that. That would suck though, getting called like famine or something yeah <laughs> desolation yeah <laughs> you're like dang it you know i guess you know but rebel's kind of cool no it is like dude i'm rebel i'm sure he had a lot of, i'm sure he had he was proud of his name yeah i mean but uh genesis genesis 10 8 through 9 actually mention him um and the, that's the thing about this is that we don't get much information like there's a whole cool fun story, like big story, epic story behind us, and and the Bible just says just mentions Nimrod, and it says, uh, what was it, uh, eight through nine. Huh? And Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before before the Lord. For some reason, that that was the saying. What's interesting is even, and this happens a lot. The way that the, it, you can't, I can't tell if it's just the way that these things are written, where everything is the Lord's doing, or mm-hmm. whether the people that they're talking about actually were like in good standing of the Lord. But even Nimrod at the beginning kind of sounds like the Lord was like blessing him. Uh, yeah. You well, know? okay. So now we want to talk about, cause you know, him being a great hunter and everything is, uh, just interesting. Cause actually some people believe, well, before they, the, the flood, People were vegetarians. I've heard different, you know. Well, I've, I mean, I've that's heard that. A, I've heard that too. You know, I don't think there's any way they don't talk about eating meat until, but then just because it's not mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's not neither here nor there. But um, there's a whole story that they go into in the book of Jasher. Um, do you want to read uh, uh, chapter five, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, five, twenty four? Um, seven, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Where whatever chapter we're in, the garment one. Yeah. Okay. Or do you want to go every other paragraph? Sure. Or you read the first, I'll read the next, and we'll. Nice organization. Yeah. Okay, so twenty-four. 
Yeah. And the garments of skin which God made for Adam and his wife when they went out of the garden were given to Cush. For after the death of Adam and his wife, the garments were given to Enoch, who we've talked about. Yeah. The son of Jared, and when Enoch was taken up to God, he gave them to Methuselah, his son. Okay. And then at the death of Methuselah, Noah took them and brought them to the ark, and they were with him until he went out of the ark. Okay, so there's this garment. Yeah, like the 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 clo- the the clothing that was made for Adam and Eve. Yeah, and we're gonna find out this has a special power. So, uh, so okay. And in their going out, Ham stole those garments from Noah, his father, and he took them and hid them from his brothers. And so when Ham begat his first son, Cush, he gave his garments in secret, and they were with Cush for many days. Okay, well, let's go to the Bible. Let's read this story. Or actually, we'll we'll do the same thing, Brandon. Sure, I'll take this. We're going to... Uh, so we're, we're talking about this, this garment that... There's this weird story that never makes sense in the Bible, but that has to do with what they're talking about. Um, it's in, um, oh, where is it? Oh, man, did I not write it down? Well, Genesis. Yeah, it's going to be like in seven. No. Yeah, let me see. Um. Oh yeah. Nine. Nine. Um. Good guess. Where what's his name is making the he's he okay becomes a. Yeah. Okay. So and Noah began to be an husbandman. Yeah, this is where it starts. And he planted the vineyard. Okay, so he grows. He's growing grapes. Yeah. And he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. So he's naked, or but well, he's or uncloth- uncovered, unclothed. But is okay, or uncovered? I guess is all we know. We can't. Yeah, that's insane. Okay, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers. Okay. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward. And covered their nakedness of their father, covered the nakedness of their father, and their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. Okay, you read the next. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall be unto his brethren. Okay, anyway, this isn't. Now. Is, be, is he. Yeah, that's the end, right? So, he, basically, because then it just goes on like. uh he shall be cursed, you know, and he's for some reason he curses the son of Cain or of of uh, Ham, not Ham. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just weird. It's like Canaan's going to be cursed because of what Ham did or whatever. Anyway, it's just weird because it's like it never explains. Like this is one of those mysterious passages where for some reason he's naked and then. But okay, I don't know how to explain it. Um, and and uh, it says he was uncovered, you know. So it almost seems like Ham took took whatever he was wearing and took it off of him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is where I'm going with it. Okay. And this makes sense with the with what it's saying in 
Jasher. So Ham took, his father was drunk. Ham went into the tent, took off his garment, and and then Shem, and then Shem and Japheth came in and put you know covered his father and said, "Hey, Ham saw you or did you know made you put you in the state, you know?" And then and then Noah gets upset and so he curses his son for whatever reason. So okay. where if it was a nor if you get the you get the um, impression that. That must have been a an important, a really important. Uh, well, th- covering. Yeah, that's what that's what Jasher's saying is that yeah. okay? There's this garment that Adam and Eve had that was handed down, handed down, and then, um, after the flood, Ham stole it from his dad. It says Ham stole those garments from Noah, his father, and he took them and hid them from his brothers. Which his brothers saw the dad naked, like what the heck, dad's he? What happened to his his garment, you know? And then Ham gives it to Cush, and then Cush also concealed them from his sons and brothers. And when Cush had begotten Nimrod, which is the son of his old age, Cush was the firstborn though mm-hmm. of his father before mm-hmm. of Ham. That's he, why he would give it to his firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah, that's what they that's just what they do in the olden times. He gave those garments through his love for him and Nimrod grew up and when he was 20 years old he put on those garments. In verse 30 it says and Nimrod became strong when he put on the garments, okay? And God gave him might and strength and he was a mighty hunter in the earth. Yea, he was a mighty hunter in the field, and he hunted the animals, and he built altars and offered upon them animals before the Lord. So yeah, he was. Um, so this he was making sacrifices. Well, yeah, but I'm saying the garment made him strong, and was able. Seems like enabled him to become a mighty hunter, or to have power over animals. It kind of seems like, and I never, I don't think I've ever developed this in my mind until just now. It's funny how we read through these things before we start recording, and then as we're talking about, we're them, like, "Yeah, I know." But, I'm like, "Oh wait, there's that reference over there," and I'm like, "Oh, we don't got time to." It kind of seems to me though that I'm I'm seeing that this coat, this like this um, this garment, this cloth, this robe or clothing or whatever it is, it's almost like it's the king's robe. Yeah, and whoever wears it is the king. Yeah, which is and Nimrod becomes the king. Well, yeah, at 20 years old. It says, it says, and everybody follows. Him. Nimrod became strong when he put on the garments. The garments had this power. And okay, let's go back to this. This garment was Noah had it. It was mm-hmm. first off, Adam, you know, was to you know had control or named all the beasts and had them before him. And correct, and it was you know so okay. I don't know if that, but okay, Noah. Possibly with this this garment was Collected able to all get the animals to control them. You know, he became the animal whisperer with it. Yeah, the beast master. It gave him. Well, remember, uh, it gave him dominion over the earth. Yeah, you know, over and over the creatures of the earth. It's kind of like this makes you the king of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's so, always, and then so they pass it down, and and then and then at post flood. Noah has it, and Ham 
wants the king the, the the he wants his family to be the ones that reign, right? So he swipes it, yeah, gives it to his eldest son, and it goes to Nimrod, and yeah. Nimrod is the king, yeah, over everything, even over even over apparently Noah. Well, I'm saying, well, you know, or he's the king. Yeah, he be the recognized. But it king, gives him strength. Yeah, for some reason. So anyway, he becomes the mighty with this garment. He becomes, you know, God gave him might and strength. He became a mighty hunter, mighty hunter of the field, and he hunted the animals. But and then he would make offerings to the Lord. Now Nimrod con- starts consolidating his power. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, once he turns 20 and gets this garment, or finally puts on the garment. Um, Let's see what I have. Um, Let's see. Uh, So he consolidates his power um, in 31 through 40. There's a big battle. Um, You know, and he starts, people start seeing Nimrod's got this special power. And uh, he's like, hey, guys, in verse 36, don't fear, neither be alarmed, for all our enemies will be delivered into our hands, and you may do with them as you please. So they, you know, there's there's actually, this is, I think they're fighting J- the children of Japheth. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to be, this is, this is in the, this is, you know, I don't know how many generations after, but there starts, you know, these different tribes but they're all together but they start kind of warring you know over land and different things as as happens and so they but then nimrod starts helping becoming like a a a really good general right and in 39 when nimrod had joyfully returned from battle and having conquered his enemies all all his brethren together with those who knew him assembled to make him king over them makes sense so he had one he's like dude you you helped you led us through this battle. You're king. Yeah, and you have that cool robe or whatever it is. Yeah, like I mean, you have power over the beasts. You're the king. Yeah. So they did it, You're and the so king. and and that's kind of the um, and it, it's whether it was whether it actually was the entire earth or not. There was apparently he was king over everybody. Well, yeah, over that area. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until the days of Peleg, dude. That sure. things were divided. Sure. Can you imagine? Like that's how the American Indians were. Like they're like all of a sudden. <laughs> hey guys, wait! Throw me a rope. No. Just words like that. Like, like hey, leg, throw me a rope. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's actually guys. That's how it actually happened. That's that it wasn't. A land bridge. No. No Bering Strait. They, they didn't were, get over here in boats. They just were here and the <laughs> land started dividing. It was like me and Brandon right here and all of a sudden this house just divided Fisher and kept and, going and we just didn't have a rope to to get him back over. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So uh, so the, there's this guy, Tara, that, first, that Nimrod likes. A lot, and he actually in verse forty-one of seven, he placed Terah the son of Nahor, which in that he's he's the descendant of 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 Shem, you know, like he's he places 
Um, so he placed Terah, the son of Nahor, the prince of his host, and he dignified him and elevated him above all his princes. So Terah becomes is important now. Terah has two has two sons in his thirties. Which who did I say they were? Haran and Nahor. Yep. And but then in his um in his seventies. Seventies he has another kid, but um Well let's 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 talk a little bit more about Nimrod though. Um So that, Nimrod had a son that was that was um Oh yeah, I like this this saying like this is their early attempt at uh, what are they called? Uh, simil- not similes. What are those things where you say like, "Don't look a gift horse in the mouth." Yes, like this we've is an early thing of yeah. Well, no, but this is like the the early attempt of of those sayings. What are those called? Cliches. Yeah, this is their the, so Nimrod. You know, he he starts uh, in forty five. Read forty five. And all nations and tongues heard of his fame, and they gathered themselves to him, and they bowed down to the earth, and they brought him offerings, and he became their lord and king. And they all dwelt with him in the city of Shinar, and Nimrod reigned in the earth over all the sons of Noah, and they were all under his power and counsel. Yeah. So even even Shem. Read 46. Well, but we don't really... Seems like they're Noah and Shem, like off in the hills. They're kind of off somewhere else, kind of like the way Enoch did. Yeah, you know where they're. He's not involved. It seems like uh, forty-six, and all the earth was of one tongue and words of union. But Nimrod did not go in the ways of the Lord, and he was more wicked than all the men that were before him from the days of the flood until those days. So he he's he's certain not. Like from the days of the flood, so he's not as wicked as the people back before the flood. It's saying from the days of the flood, sure, or from the days of the flood until those days. So up until after the flood, and now he's been the, he's the worst. <laughs> you know, he's starting to. I mean, he he you know he he's making offerings to the Lord. Or, you know, but he's starting to go in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, the Lord even, God even gave him strength, you know, whenever he put on that garment. But, and in 47, he made gods of wood and stone and he bowed down to them. And he rebelled against the Lord and taught all his subjects and the people of the earth his wicked ways. But, read this. Lo and behold, and Mardon, his son, was more wicked than his father. And everyone that heard of the acts of Mardon, the son of Nimrod, would say concerning him, From the wicked goeth forth wickedness. Therefore it became a proverb in the whole earth, saying, From the wicked goeth forth wickedness. And it was current in the words of men from that time to this. So that's their early attempt at a... That's where that from... You know how everybody <laughs> says that? <laughs> you may have heard it. No. <laughs> it's like, from the wicked go forth wickedness. It's like so obvious, too. It's, it's like, like, oh, wow, how profound. Like, so from wicked things come from the wicked? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, so Yeah. So uh, Nimrod's kind of going in a way where he's making wood, gods of wood and stone, bowing down to them, you know, teaching his subjects to do the same thing. 
Now, okay, so now we get into Tara. Uh, he took takes a wife. He had already he might, his other wife must have died because in his thirties somewhere in here it talks about. Or he took maybe just took another wife. That could I'm be. All, that could be. But uh, he takes so he has two kids, the ones I mentioned, and then and and Tara when he's uh, took a wife. Amthello. Fellow. I love these names. Cornabo. The daughter of Cornabo. Um, and she buried him a son. Now, this time Tara was 70. Mm-hmm. So he's a little older than he was when he had his first two kids. And Tara called the name of, of his son that was born to him Abram. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is because the king had raised him in those days and dignified him above all his princes that were with him. I bet you Abram in Hebrew probably means something to do with being raised up or well, it means, blessed. It means uh, the, the, like father. So Abram or Abraham? Ab- well, uh, Abraham means father of nations. Oh. So Abram just means father or like anyway. the father. It's from the word Ava, you know, Abba. Oh, you know, Abba. So, so uh, this is where we get Abram. Abram, just uh, if you don't know, later becomes Abraham. If you didn't know that, spoiler alert. Well, no, but I remember when I was first reading the Bible, and I was like, Abram, who's this guy? Oh, sure, different guy. Wait, Abraham, he's the same guy. Why they do? He just gets the ham put on. Yeah, he really hammed it up. (laughs) What a ham! Isn't it ironic that they can't that. Later, Jews can't eat Damn. swine, but they put it at the end of his name. <laughs> We're totally Englishizing it. Yeah. How interesting. Abra, no ham. Am I right? Am I right, my Jewish friends? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's not a very kosher joke, I guess. Anyway. What's funny, too, is the um, the Hebrew word for, like, a non, like a non-Hebrew or the non-Jew, I think is I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting it a little wrong. No, it's like Noach or something. Noach, yeah, which is very similar to the word Noah. Yeah. So, um, well, it's funny because uh, as as you find out later that Abraham and and them didn't even live by the same law that was later put on. Anyway, yeah, there's neither here nor there, but on the. Jewish nation that was that was introduced later. I mean, he they didn't even do circumcision. Well, Abraham later did it. He had to do it as an adult. Can you imagine that? Him and his whole household. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like uh, I think I'm gonna join another religion. <laughs> but yeah, no kidding. Like just the, the servants. Ship. Like what do you? Why? He's like God's like he's like what? And he's like God's like. Just the tip. <laughs> not that bad. It's like not that bad. I was like, all right. Anyway, so let's let's uh so okay, Abraham was born. Let's go now we're in chapter eight. Yep. Started off, Brandon. In the very beginning? Yeah. So it was in the night that Abram was born that all the servants of Terah and all the wise men of Nimrod and his conjurers conjurers 
came and ate and drank in the house of Terah, and they rejoiced with him on that night. All right, so they're having a big party, big yeah. celebration. Yeah, his, 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 his He's another like, son. passing out cigars, drinking, and, eating. Okay. And when all the wise men and conjurers went out from the house of Terah, they lifted up their eyes toward the heaven, toward heaven that night to look at the stars, and they saw, and behold, one very large star came from the east and ran in the heavens, and he swallowed up the four stars from the four sides of heaven. So they saw a sign in the stars. Yeah. And all the wise men of the king and his conjurers were astonished at the at the sight. And the sages understood this matter, and they knew its import. Okay, it's interesting because it's like these guys these guys were actually correct in being able to read the stars. Yeah. Or this vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's according to the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do they know how to do that? Anyway, so in verse 4, it says, they interpret it. And they said to each other, This only betokens the child that had been born to Terah this night. He will grow up and be fruitful and multiply and possess all the earth, he and his children forever. And he and his seed will slay great kings and inherit their lands. Yeah. So that's what it betokens. There's like, oh, shoot. You know. That little babe. I wonder what how these visions like, like work. They all saw it at the same time, and then they interpret it. And these guys are right on with their interpretations too. Like, what is this div- divination that they're using? It's interesting, even in the Bible, that that the wicked priests are usually able to divine sure. what the meanings are. It it. it it is um, like yeah it decouples like foretelling of the future from having to be like necessarily like a righteous person like anybody can do it if they know how to do it yeah so i'm you like know? what is this what like i mean this obviously isn't like some thing where they're looking at their horoscope in a newspaper or whatever but anyway so it's just interesting that that's the way they figure out that but it's that this is going to happen. So they start getting worried. They're like, oh, crap. Well, I will say that they did name him Abram. You know? Mm. I mean, it's like... Mm. It's kind of like they were already planning on it. Yeah. You know? Maybe that's why they named him. That's why Terrace... And then, but and so that's okay. why it was so important that Terra went and hit him and so forth. But we'll get to Well, that. yeah, we get to that. So... So then they all go home that night. So that could be that's an interesting theory. Though. And and then they they're they're you know, so maybe whenever they name them, okay, let's just let's just they name them, but they they kind of do the thing where they're looking for a sign like you know, we need we're going to name them, we're looking for a sign. They all see that, even Tara saw the thing and they're like, "Whoa. Okay, we're going to name him Abram." You know, because sure. The 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 one the one gobbled up all the other stars like Pac Man, totally. And I agree. It, just because his name doesn't mean he was named like at, they could have his name could have came later. Yeah, yeah. Like this one's destined to. Yeah. So, and, but I'm saying it would make sense that and that's how why common they would name is him. that story of the one destined to take over. One is ring like to rule is them like, all. Is like a but is like you know sent away. 
You yeah. know, how common is that story in in religious texts? Well, the reason that well, it's even in in uh, Greek Greek uh, Oedipus and stuff. They end up sending him away to make him to make it to where he doesn't fulfill his destiny. Ends up fulfilling it. It's like mm-hmm. they um, almost trying to avoid the destiny makes it happen. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, if they would have had Oedipus stay at home, yeah. he wouldn't have killed his dad and married his mom. Uh, but they sent him away. <laughs> And it's like, and then he comes in, you know, and not he, he didn't know is his for you know his dad, and he killed him, fault. and then Nelson, oh the the guy you just killed was a king. I'm marrying his mom, his uh, his the prince, that's your mom. the queen, dude, that's your mom. He's like, no. <laughs> so you can't run away from density or destiny. Ooh, density from uh, uh, Back to the Future. You're my density. Oh, you're my density. You're right. Anyway, so okay, so they 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 go home and you know they had par- been drinking it up and having fun and and then all of a sudden they wake up the next morning they're like oh crap you know so hungover and they're oh, wait a second remember those stars that got and we named them Abram and we better tell the king because that's a pretty big. You know, want to know about this sign. If he finds about it later and he finds out that we knew about it, then he's yeah. going to kill us. Okay. So in verse seven, should this thing get, this is them talking. Should this thing get to the king in the latter days, he will say to us, why have you concealed this matter from me? And then we shall all suffer death. Therefore, now let us go and tell the king, the sight, which we saw and the interpretation thereof. And we shall remain clear. Like, let's just get it out. We're going to tell him and let him figure it out. It's like we, so they're like, we, we heard Tara had a son. We went over, had a party with him. You know, yeah, they, they re- we, were, we, were, we weren't doing anything wrong. Yeah, and, they, they just retell the story. They're like, okay, it swallowed up the stars. And, um, and so we wanted to come and tell you what we saw. So what's what's the and then they're like now king behold we have truly acquainted thee with what we have seen concerning this child we told you we're clear you do what you want and so the king went and tried to Nimrod actually they give a suggestion so yeah they said this is what you could do they said if it seemeth the king good um. We will slay him before he shall grow up and increase in the land, and his evil increase against us, and we that we and our children perish through his evil. Yeah, they said so we'll kill him before we. Uh, but suffer. they said, give him value for this child. Give him some. Give him money. You know what the kid's worth or whatever. Like, take they, care of it discreetly. Yeah, you you go. We'll slay him, and then we won't have to worry about it. Yeah, Nimrod didn't necessarily. Uh, no, he, he liked it. He just, but he actually went and he kind of what I think. Uh, Tara like, like well, this give is, me a few days to this think. This is about the it. whoa, 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 Brandon. This is the fun part. Okay, this is the best part, man. This is why I, I like smile whenever I read this. I'm like, this is so funny. But uh, so the king heard their words and they seemed good. He's like, yeah, seems reasonable. Okay, we got to get rid of this kid. And he sent and called for Tara, and Tara came before the king. And the king said, "Hey, I've heard that you had a king born the other, or a, a son born the other night, and 
and then the this sign was given yeah you know after his birth and then he he says to Tara now therefore give me the child that we may slay him before his evil springs up against us and i will give thee value for his give thee for his value thy house full of silver and gold yeah beautiful silver and gold okay so he he just basically lays it out dude i know what happened i know you know so you're gonna i'm gonna you you give me the kid i'll fill your house with silver and gold i'm gonna over i'm gonna pay you you know and, and then Tara says, go ahead. Tara's like, hey, my lord and king, I, I have heard thy words, and thy servant shall do all that the king desireth. I love this part. But he goes, my lord and king, I will tell thee what happened to me yesterday, though, that I might, yesterday night, that I might see what the advice the king will give his servant. And then I will answer the king upon what he has just spoken, and the king said, speak. Okay, so. so like, what's, your sto- what do you, what's your story? What Tara's you like, okay, king, hey. Okay, but first, Listen and this to my is where story he, he's like, I have, I have a question that you answer. If you answer me this question, I'll answer you, or you know. So he, this is like his little clever thing. I'm like, dude, you're so brilliant. So he says, Aeon, son of Mored, came to me yesternight, saying, "Give unto me the great and beautiful horse that the king gave thee, and I will give thee silver and gold." and straw and provender for its value. And I said to him, Wait till I see the king concerning thy words, and behold, whatever the king saith, that will I do. Okay, so it's basically, he's saying, yeah. Basically, this guy, I don't even know if there's actually a hat. Like, I was offered silver and gold yesterday. For that awesome horse that you gave me. This beautiful. Very prized horse. Yeah. I mean, this odd, like, he's just like, you know, kind of matter-of-factly, and the king's yeah. like, okay, all right, I'm following you. And then he says, um, and now, my lord and king, behold, I have made this thing known to thee, and the advice which my king will give unto his servant, that will I follow. And the king heard the words of Terah, and his anger was kindled, and he considered him in the light of a fool. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the, the king uh, answered Terah, and he said to him, Art thou so silly, ignorant, and deficient in understanding to do this thing? To give thy beautiful horse for silver and gold, or even for straw and provender? Yeah. And then, yeah, he says, Art thou so, art thou so short of silver and gold that thou shouldest do this thing, because thou canst not, not obtain straw and provender to feed thy horse? You yeah. know? Do you, got, you got enough. You're good. It's pretty clever. It's like, like yes. And what is silver and gold to thee, or straw and provander, that thou shouldest give away that fine horse? Okay, this is this is the king saying this stuff. Yeah. That thou shouldest give away. What's gold and silver, or even straw and whatever provander, uh, that thou shouldest give away that fine horse which I gave thee? And this is like which there is none to be had in the whole earth. Why would you... Why would you even consider that? Like, you're coming to me for this? This is obvious. Like, he even called, like, are you so silly and ignorant? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, and so then Tara, go ahead. With, so the king leaves off speaking, and then Tara answered, saying, Like unto this has the king spoken to a servant. He goes, I beseech thee, my lord and king, what is this which thou didst say unto me, saying, 
give thy son that we may slay him, and I will give you silver and gold for his value? What what shall I do with silver and gold after the death of my son? Who sh Surely then at my death the silver and gold will return to my king who gave it. Yeah. So he's like, dude, you just answered. Like, do you, are you getting what I'm saying? So he didn't say no. He just like told him. He's yeah, like really clever. Like king. And I, that's why I, I love this thing. He's like, don't you see? You're so pissed off. You're so upset about me. You know, be even considering about the horse. This is my freaking son. Who's going to inherit me? You know, and, and you can give me all the silver and gold or whatever, but. Whenever I die, who's that silver and gold going to go to? It's going to go back to you anyway. If I don't have any kids, if you just take them. Which he already has two sons. Though. Well, hey, Brandon. Well, that's leading go into, with that's it. leading into the name Abram, though. Like, there was more to it. Yeah. So. And when the king heard the words of terror and the parable which he brought concerning the king, it grieved him greatly, and he was vexed at this thing. And his anger burned with him. He's like, you got me. He was shaking his fist. I'm like, like Tara, why? You tricked me. But I just love his like quick cleverness. Or, like, yeah. Imagine if you could do something like this. If you could be that clever to be able to, you know, be that or to, to, to kind of turn it on somebody. Well, first off, you know. Yeah, this is, and also, this is Tara's one shining moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's clever here, but that at another time he's like, "Wait, did the never? I'll get one." So, that, so, yeah. so Tara sees that you know he can feel the heat coming off the king's head. You know, he just the he sees and he says, and he he turns to the king and he says, "All that I have is in the king's power. Whatever the king desires to do with his servant, that let him do. Yea, even my son." He is in the king's power. He's saying, it's all yours. You're the king, you know? He is, even my son, he is in the king's power without value in exchange. He and his two brothers that are older than me. He's like, dude, you can have it all. I'm not taking money for it, though. That's That was his thing. He's yeah. like, you know what? I've, I've told you the thing. I'm not, I don't want, gold and silver yeah, yeah. are not going to make up for it. You want him, you come, like, you come get him. You take him. I'm not going to be known for selling him, though. Yeah, I don't want your dirty money, basically. Yeah. And the king said to Terah, "No, but I will purchase thy younger son for a price." So the king's like, "I've, you know, no, I'm going to make it seem like I'm just. I'm going to purchase him, you know." And then this is where you came in, and where you're talking about the Terah's like, "Hey, give me some time." Exactly. So Tara basically says, give me three days to consider this matter and let me consult with my family. Yeah. So anyway, I just love that Tara is like, tells him the story and yep. the king gets it and it's like, any amount of money is not worth it, just like the horse. And I'm not, I don't want your money. I don't want your filthy money. And then, but the king's like, no, but that's 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 what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy it. And he's like, "Well, give me a couple days." And so they come up with a plan, which is kind of me. <laughs> like whenever I heard the plan, I was kind of like, "Yeah, exactly." Like, it's a crap. It's a bad. It sucks for somebody. The poor handmaiden, but yeah, yeah. So one of his servants had a wife or handmaiden. They call her, and she had just had a kid. 
So that's what they end up doing is within the next three days, they end up giving one of a newborn of one of Terra's servants gets sent to Nimrod. Yeah. But they, but also um, just to let you know, this wasn't just like him going, Oh, we're going to, he's, he's kind of grieving or this is my interpretation. He's, he's thinking it over, taking the whole time. On the third day, the king sent to Terra saying, send me thy son for a price as I spoke to thee. So Terra's like trying to figure, sitting there for probably the whole three days being like, what the freak do we do? No, I'm not, you know. And then, and the king also, he says, and shouldest thou not do this, I will send and slay all that thou, oh, all yeah, that yeah. thou hast in thy house. So that thou shalt not even have a dog remaining. So I guess you're right. That so does was, lead to a little motivation. I, w- I mean, I'm not trying to justify it, but like, well, that's where he's like, oh, geez, we, ha- we don't have no choice. Like, Here, uh, we're dead. The, uh, we're dead. And so it may have been more of a, yeah. It's like, hey, hey, servant, you're going to die too. So it's kind of like, yeah, thought, you know. It's like, okay, we're we're all going to die. Or we can sacrifice, not my kid, but yeah, exactly. your, you know, and you, your kid wasn't, was, I mean, did he have the cool signs or anything? You know, the servant's kid? No. Exactly. So, so Tara hastened, he took a child from one of his servants, which his handmaid had born to him that day. And Tara brought the child to the king and received value for it. Okay. And the Lord was with Tara in this matter. That Nimrod might not cause Abram's death. Okay, I like this. And the king took the child from Terah and with all his might dashed his head to the ground. Mm, yeah. For he thought it had been Abram. Like here's here's He's ending like, this ending this risk right here. Yeah. I mean actually literally take it by the oh, legs. What a jerk. <laughs> I mean, it's just like crazy. Like, yes, and it's that? like, oh, but I remember that house full of gold and silver you got. Yeah. So I, and he- the, I heaved when I read that. Like, oh. and then Tara took Abram, his son, secretly with his mother and nurse, and he concealed them in a cave and he brought them their provisions monthly. And then Abram, the Lord was with Abram in the cave. And he was there 10 years and kings and princes and soothsayers and sages thought that the king had killed Abram. So here's another, here's another cave. You know, caves are only good things in the, uh, yeah, that's true. In, in, in sacred texts. Yeah. Good things happen in caves. Yeah. Huh? Well, actually there was one. So I, later on in this, there's a story of of a half man, half beast in the cave. Really? Yeah. Um, who was it? It was. Um, it was. It's later on in this. I uh, I sped read through a few parts. You'll get to it if you haven't gotten to it yet. Hmm. Well, you got the. Did you read the whole? Did you listen to the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Dude. Anyway, well. Um, but yeah, well, how long much, have we been? We're an hour and fifteen. Well, if you're if you're still listening and watch or and or watching, oh no, you are. Thanks for um, sticking with us here. Well, so okay, so that's the first incidence of the conflict of Noah or not Noah of Nimrod and Abram. Do you want to keep going or do you want to start? 
Oh, you'll do another one? Well, I don't know. Yeah, because I like to put it one out a week. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So the, there, there's, there's the story of the first conflict between Abram's dead, but he's not. Cause... So yeah, this covers the birth of Abram, Abraham, yeah. and it uh, covers the first, like Nimrod, the, the feud between Nimrod and Abram. Yeah. And a lot of and and then some also and some bonus content about the sons of Noah and we didn't really go into all the genealogies but who they were well, yeah, and I stuff mean, but that's some one bonus of the things, content about whole the chapters in this that are just genealogy we did discuss the um the the um the garment too yeah so that we've which is which yeah is a good, which is really cool yeah because that garment shows up the okay just to let you know that garment shows up later. Mm-hmm. At least, possibly a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been fighting the whole time to not mention it. We can. No. Yeah, we'll mention it later. Yeah. And a lot of Actually, it's, and it, some of it's even theoretical, too. Oh, Sometimes talking? when I mention, when there's a garment mentioned, like, you know. No, I think it's not theoretical, but. Oh, really? Well, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. You know, we'll talk about it whenever the prophecy happens with we get the prophecy at the end of at the end of chapter 12 okay that nimrod is gets distressed about yeah we can talk about that okay all right well anyway um okay so now let's add another five minutes to that yeah so, so that, that was uh basically up until abram's birth abraham's birth it co- we actually covered a lot i didn't think it would take an hour and 10 minutes but We'll, well, we'll, like, we'll go a little bit further here. Yeah. In, uh, the next so, Ab- but guys, Abram survived. Don't worry. That wasn't. He will become a total ham. That was a different baby that named Nimrod. It was just a servant baby. Yeah. But remember, that's, that's the thing. Remember, though, the whole, whole house was going to be just not even a dog remaining. So, good anyway. Point. Good point. I mean, was right what would you do in that situation? All right, all right. So, but it's just I just love Tara in that. It was Tara's shining moment. And you'll see Abram is a chip off, chip off the old block. Oh, he's a chip off the old block. He gets him later on with the whole gods, right? Mm-hmm. We'll talk. We'll do that. We'll talk about that next time. All right. Bye. Bye.